I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me today, uh, for the first time in two weeks, you were not with me last week because we did not podcast, and the week before, I did a podcast by myself where I was making dad (laughs) jokes about Trent Pullen. Uh, Dustin Ragusa, how are you? Doing well, man. How are you? I am doing well, uh, fresh off of vacation, and... You are joining me from a new locale, right? You have moved locations. Yeah, still Oklahoma City, still actually actually still in the same zip code, but nice. uh new new house my wife and I just moved in, so uh kind of still getting everything put away and boxes unpacked and stuff, but yeah, new uh podcast location, first time from the new house, first of many hopefully. Excellent. Excellent to hear. Um we have so it's been two weeks since we podcasted, you and I. Uh, some news has happened with OSU recruiting. OSU added a, a basketball commitment. They also added a football commitment. We're going to get to uh, that and some more news. But first, a word from our sponsor. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It does not have to be that way. Uh, the team over at Angel Johnson Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. And they're accepting new clients and ready to meet with you today. So if you need any of these services, again, that's tax preparation, which hopefully you have filed your taxes by now. Uh, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. Give Cameron or Evan a call. You will not regret it. 405-224-6363. They will make all of your paperwork uh, very easy to file and uh, would highly recommend them. Easy to work with. Um, and as always, go Pokes. So, uh, basketball recruiting news. We are not going to bury the lead. We're going to get right into it. Jonathan Laurent, uh, UMass graduate transfer. Committed to Oklahoma State over the weekend. He is a an immediately eligible small forward, power forward, 6'6", hybrid forward, whatever you want to call him. And uh, he, he will have one, el- one year of eligibility remaining in 2019. What do you make of this new addition, and, and how good could it be for OSU? I like it. You know, you're yeah. bringing in a guy with experience. He, he originally... Uh, committed to Rutgers, was there for two seasons, so he's played in the Big Ten, and then obviously with UMass last season, 6'6", 215 pounds, and the thing that really stood out to me, which is really weird, I think I brought up to you in the slack, so his first two seasons, he played in, you know, 27 and then 31 games, was averaging around 20 minutes the first season, and then around like 13 the second, he was attempting less than one three a game and was shooting about 26-25%. In this last season, he starts taking two and a half a game and he's shooting 47% from yeah. beyond the arc. So I don't really know, like, I don't know if he could always shoot and they just, you know, at Rutgers, they were just telling him that shot didn't fall in, within the flow of their offense yeah. or if he just all of a sudden got better. But he's got pretty good mechanics from what I've seen and 
if he can shoot anywhere near that percentage and play inside on offense and defense a little bit using kind of his big body down there because he's not super tall but he can play in the post I mean that's a, that's huge yeah absolutely um I wrote a post at pistols firing today that got a little bit of blowback um kind of projecting what potentially the starting five could look like in 2019 I think he could be a starter um the value that um a, a floor spacing uh swing man like Laurent could be for OSU I think is is really 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 high um I I think there is a little bit of concern you mentioned it the two seasons he was at Rutgers his first year he shot 20 uh, 24% from three and then the second season he shot 26.7% from three which is um it's Marcus Smart bad it's really not good um but then he upped his volume at UMass Shot 46.7% from three. Really came into his own. Averaged almost 10 points per game. Five rebounds per game. 1.5 assists. Was kind of a do-it-all. Kind of a playmaker. Um, a really good swing man. I think the upside there um, for him to be like an excellent glue guy slash floor spacer at OSU is um, it, that brings a lot of value. I think him. he's not going to obviously be like um, your number one option. I don't think that uh, that's not going to happen. But if you're looking at him as like your third or fourth best player, that's that's a pretty good team. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I, and I like that post today, by the way. I read it right right before we podcasted, actually. But, um, you know, so he's about 215, 220 pounds. Yeah. That puts him up there with Cam McGriff size. So about six, Cam, Cam 6'7", 220. Uh, Lawrence like 6'6", 6'7", 215. So you put another guy out there like Cam who can screen with that big body and then not only can he roll to the basket and finish inside, but he can pop out to the three-point line. It just you know puts that much more into the defense's head for them to think about. And Oklahoma State doesn't really have another big-bodied guy that can step outside the three-point line like Cam. You know, Lindy's not short, but he doesn't have the frame like Laurent does. So yes. That I mean, that's huge. Another guy that uh, can work in the pick and the pick and roll and the pick yes. and pop with likely, with guys like Curtis Jones, with guys like Lindy Waters, Dizzy. You know, I mean, that's I I think he's gonna fit in really well. I think it's a nice pickup, and I don't think he's gonna come in and be some kind of you know all Big Twelve type player. But I definitely think he could be a really solid contributor next season. Yeah, and that's not that's not the role they even need him to fill. You know, it's. I, I think that you know, obviously there's value in him being a great three-point shooter, but even just the threat of him being able to make a three um, requires defenses to space the floor. It opens up the floor for, for Isaac Likely and Avery Anderson next season to be able to penetrate and and create some space to be able to pass out to Thomas DeZagua and, and the, the three-point shooters on this team besides Laurent. Um, again, I go back to just the added value that he brings. No, he's he's not going to be an All Big Twelve player, but he's going to be a really good player, and I think this is a nice addition. Um, they they have one scholarship remaining now, so this is one of the last scholarships they hand out. Um, I think this is a really good get, and it could it could wind up being um, a really prescient addition by by Mike Boynton and and the staff. I think it's going to be really nice. Um, Moving on to some other basketball news. Bryce Thompson, uh, Booker T. Washington star, Oklahoma run PWP teammate, 
um, has been absolutely blowing up. He had a huge weekend on the AAU circuit, picked up offers from uh, Michigan State, from North Carolina, from Nebraska, from Texas. Uh, he is completely going national. I think he is he is quietly and steadily making the case as maybe one of the top five prospects to top five basketball prospects to ever come out of the state of Oklahoma. Have you been able to chance to get a chance to watch uh, Bryce play? And if so, um, what do you, what do you make of his blow up? Because I've, I've seen him a few times and it really doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, I just remember you talking about him like a long time ago, like yeah. when I first joined Pistols Firing. Like I knew who he was, but you were like, man, this kid can score from anywhere. He's going to blow up. I mean, so you pretty much called that. Not that he was really underrated or anything, but I, I mean, this kid is insane. If you go, if you just search Bryce Thompson on Twitter, you're yeah. going to see Adam Finkelstein on ESPN talking about him from this weekend at the UAA uh, Session 3. You're going to see Jerry Meyer of 247 say, my major takeaway is that Bryce Thompson's a future NBA point guard. You're going to see oh, Corey sure. Evans write about him. You're going to see his stats where he scored over 30 in all four games. And this is in this is in AAU playing against some of the best players in the country that are also top recruits. Yep. And he's just going off. You know, he's yeah, like you said, picking up offers from North Carolina and Notre Dame, pretty much all over the place. And you know, it it kind of was looking like Oklahoma State was, you know, gonna have a shot. Now, now I'm a little worried that they're even uh, that they might even be an afterthought now. I know. But, OSU was the first to offer. Um, which I think helps, and they offered in 2017. So yeah, these the I mean these programs are obviously um, they're blue bloods. I'd say North Carolina and Michigan State are blue bloods. They're they're top five, top six ish programs in the country, but they probably still have to make up some work, right? I mean Boynton has been chiseling away at this relationship for two plus years. Visits him all the time, all the time. Um, Boynton and and Rod Thompson, Bryce's father, are very close, and they um, talk frequently. And so I I think that matters. You know I don't know if it if if it's the difference between him going to OSU and him going to North Carolina. I mean I think if you're looking at it from Bryce's perspective, it's it's a no brainer. But you have to look at the situation. Is he going to be the number one guy at North Carolina? Maybe not. Would he be the number one guy at OSU? Almost certainly, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I think it's just a matter of what he wants, the situation he wants, how he wants to be developed, and what, um, what he's looking for to to eventually get to the NBA. Because I think that's kind of the ultimate goal. He is really, uh, just kind of based off some scouting I've seen. He's really developed. I mean, when I saw him last summer, he he looked like he was starting to fill out. But his his frame, he's really worked on getting some some muscle on on his frame. Um, he's in really good shape, and he's developed his his actual game to the point where I thought he was a really good mid range player, um, and he, he's he's a decent ball handler overall. But he can score at every level now. He can create his own shot from the three. Um, I, I think he is a future NBA player. I, I really believe that. So. That'll be interesting to watch. I, I thought for a while there that OSU was in the catbird seat. Now I really don't know what to make of it because there are so many programs that are kind of prying away at him now. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see that recruitment unfold because I think he's probably going to be like a top 25-ish player in this class, which would be 
if you if you went to OSU, it would be kind of insane because uh, OSU was in on him way early before anyone really knew about him, and now he's going to be you know one of the best players in this class. Yeah, I do think that means a lot that yeah the Cowboys were in on him so early. And whenever you see any of these analysts like Corey Evans from Rivals or like the guys from 247 write about him, he talks about his relationship with Boynton. Yep. And you can tell it means a lot to him and the fact that Oklahoma State was in on him so early even with these other big programs getting in on him now. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they'll be in his top 10 list and everything like that. We'll just see kind of what it comes down to at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more related to some actual basketball news, two big men that we're kind of keeping an eye on because we don't really know really what what either is, is going to do. The first is uh, Kevin Cross, the Little Rock, Arkansas power forward. He's a high school senior. He has three offers, OSU, Southern Miss, and Illinois, where uh, – one Brad Underwood coaches. Kevin Cross made an official visit to OSU last week. Um, OSU is uh, one of the three offers. I don't really know what to make of it. I feel like it is, um, it's one of those things where maybe OSU is telling him to hold off and say, hey, we're waiting on maybe to see what another guy's going to do. But I don't know... I don't know what to make of it. Do you? <laughs> this is this is like the weirdest recruitment ever. And also, just I, I don't think you uh, I don't think you mentioned it, but he also visited Nebraska the weekend before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, OSU, but I don't believe they have officially offered him. It doesn't look like it that I see. Yeah. I mean, the only way, just kind of going back to why I think this is weird, the only way to get any info on him is from his Twitter, uh, when. We wrote about the when we wrote about him visiting Oklahoma State. I had I didn't see another article up about it. The only reason we knew about it was because Marshall saw it right when he posted it on Instagram. So th- there's re- it's really impossible to get a lot of info on this kid. There's a lot of there's a lot of video on him on YouTube and yep. everything, so you can watch him just kind of trying to keep up with everything is uh is a little tough. But yeah, he visited Nebraska. He's retweeting and liking a bunch of stuff because I'm trolling his Twitter like like I do. Um, <laughs> big, big high school Twitter troll. But uh, he he seems to be pretty into Nebraska and Oklahoma State both. They seem like the front runners, even though I don't think Nebraska is officially offered. I think TCU is interested as well. I really like this kid. He, he's 6'8", 240. You can kind of tell he's not in pristine shape. Um, but that happens with a lot of high school kids, but we've seen what Oklahoma state's done with guys bodies. You saw Isaac likely put on a ton of muscle. You saw Catravius, uh, Jones completely transform his body. So I'm not really worried about that, but he's a big man that can, you know, work down low and can step outside. There's some, there's some highlights of him taking threes from Steph Curry range. So, uh, he definitely is pretty versatile. I just don't understand why no one was recruiting him because if you if you look up his stats from these game logs he's been good his entire high school career yeah well so, i think i think part of it at, he goes to wilbur d mills high school it's you know right. it's not exactly like oak hill academy or anything so um but it, it's one of those things where i feel like the three programs that i've offered illinois southern miss osu those are all i think those are pretty well re- all three have good reputations for scouting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's possible that this is an under under the radar guy that just completely uh, kind of went below some of the scouts and and decided, hey, you know, this is maybe just a level below, and OSU is going to try and take a chance on him. I'm curious to see kind of how this one folds, but. The guy that I think everyone is probably itching to know more about, Dudu Gaye, um, he's the other big man that we're kind of keeping an eye on, and in addition to Kevin Cross. Dudu made a official visit, what, three weeks ago, something like that. Um, he's a Daytona State junior college transfer. We don't really have an update on him. Um, he has gone completely radio silent. I've tried to reach out, have not been able to contact him. Um, the latest we've heard is that it's possible he's waiting on a teammate to commit. Yeah. Um, outside that, there's really no information. So at the, at the moment, it appears that there's really two guys that we're maybe keeping an eye on Kevin Cross and Dudu Gaye and both really, as far as information goes, pretty limited. Yeah. With, uh, with Gaye, it's, it's kind of weird because these East Carolina, the East Carolina 247 website seems to think that he's waiting on his teammate, as you said, who they both have ar- offers from Arkansas and East Carolina. Yep. So obviously no Oklahoma State offer for his teammate. So I, I don't know. It just feels like with not hearing anything, with nobody really having any info on him and then seeing that, I, I'm not feeling too confident. But I think this guy's really talented, and I, I personally – would rather him over Cross. I just think Cross is more of a developmental piece. Yeah, agreed. A has the skills to play right away. Yeah, and and would you know be eligible to play right away, coming from uh, Daytona State. So, and and then Eric Pastrana, like we've talked about on here, the assistant coach that Boynton just hired, is really familiar with him. So would have uh, some ideas on how to use him in Oklahoma State's uh, game plan. It just it just seems like a better fit, but I don't know. I we don't really know anything and that kind of makes me feel like it's probably going to be a, a no. Yeah. I think I don't really know what to make of it now. I, I thought that guy was probably a yes. I talked to someone, um, a scout who's in the basketball community who said that if, if guy didn't come to OSU, it wouldn't be the biggest upset. And basically his point was he, he's not that good. Um, yeah, I've seen some highlights of him. I, I think he's, I think he could play at the Big 12 level. I think he's a pretty good player. Shot the ball well from three last season. Averaged, uh, I think, around 11 points per game. And, and was a pretty good rebounder, a big body. And um, for a team that last season at OSU that really just needed bodies, I feel like that could be valuable. But, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where the, the coaching staff is maybe trying to evaluate, do we take him, do we not? We don't really know. But at the moment, those are the two big guys that we're keeping an eye on. Uh, the third kind of outside uh, chance that, that I am personally keeping an eye on, I don't know if anyone else is, but Maurice Galou, the uh, player who's dismissed last uh, season, is still out there. He is uh, he has been in the JUCO ranks. Um, he's not playing basketball, but he is attending school. And so he's got some interest. Um, UNLV has reached out. Nebraska has reached out. There's some other programs that – have gauged his interest. Mike Boynton uh, denied any interest in Kalu. Um, I haven't talked to Kalu to know whether or not that's true or not, but 
I tend to uh, side with Boynton if that if that's what he says, then I agree with it and I uh, and I believe it. But at the same time, I I have heard that OSU is not opposed to taking him back. So that will be interesting. I think he's still going through some legal processes to uh, who, to try and clear him. Who would you want out of those three the most? Kalu, Gaye, and Cross. Well, it I think. If Kalu, just on basketball, just yeah, basketball related. If Kalu is immediately eligible, um, I think I would take him because yeah, I think of, a- of the guys that uh, were dismissed, I feel like he was maybe the most uh, cringeworthy because it's like, nah, he was he was actually I feel like he was starting to turn a corner and then he's gone, you know? Um, yeah. So I yeah, I, I would probably take Kalu, although I feel like Gaye would be a close second. I think I think I have the exact same feelings with Gaia being a close second. I really liked Kalu, yeah, um, coming out of high school, and you know he had some really really poor shot selection at the beginning of last season. But yeah. like you said, I, it felt like he was beginning to turn a corner. He was kind of uh, you could tell, you know he'd he'd pump fake, but it was like the pump fake was actually he was about to shoot it, and then he was like, oh wait, this is a bad shot. Pull it back down, make a pass. You know, take a dribble, try to get to a better spot. Um, you could kind of see him thinking that basketball IQ just kind of growing as he got some experience in the Big 12. So um, I would like to see that keep improving. He knows the system, and you know, Boynton felt comfortable playing him last year. So I, I feel like he would feel comfortable playing him again yeah. if everything were to work out. I, like you said, it, it sounds like it's a long shot, but he would be who I would want out of the three the most. Yeah, yeah. We'll see kind of how that plays out. Um, I haven't heard an update in a little over a week, and uh, at this point, I feel like we're getting kind of to the bleak moments in the recruiting calendar, where it's like, if you if you don't know by now, you might not know this next season. I think if we don't hear something in the next week or so, I would presume that Kalu is uh, probably going to be ruled out for next season, and a return is not likely, but... We will wait and see. We'll continue monitoring that as we move forward to the uh, football side of things with uh, with the news that OSU picked up a commitment. A quick word from our sponsor one last time. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It does not have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson and Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, again, that's LLC formation, tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, you name it. Um, give Cameron Evan a call. You will not regret it. Easy to work with. 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405-224-6363. Uh, so I mentioned it earlier. OSU landed a commitment this past week from a football recruit his name is zach milton goes to uh to bishop kelly and he is a athlete um you were talking to me before we got on this podcast about how you love this guy you think he is thick with two c's in his muscles and uh so what did you come away learning from watching his his high high school tapes yeah he's just he reminds me a lot of like a uh a Josh Cooper was in high school, a yeah. Dylan Stoner was in high school. Um, just because he does it all. He plays, 
He plays on kickoff. He plays on punt return. He plays on kick return. He plays offense. He plays defense. So just kind of a do-it-all guy like those guys were in high school, Josh at Mustang and uh, Stoner at, at Jinx, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he – he. I personally, I know in the picture that I posted with the article I wrote on him, he's with Coach Wozniak, coached the running backs. They offered him as an athlete, but Iowa State recently offered him as a safety right before he committed to Oklahoma State. Um, a lot of the other teams were talking to him about playing safety. I understand that they offered him as an athlete and that he's in this picture with an offensive coach, but this guy's a safety. He's a de- he's a defensive back. He played every single snap i watched both of uh i watched bishop kelly's first round game against sky took and their second round game against bishop bishop mcginnis he was on every defensive snap he did play offense he got some carries but he was not their primary the focal point of their offense um they've got Corey lewis who's a really talented receiver as well at bishop kelly um and so they didn't really need middleton to be the go-to guy on offense but i liked what i saw from him on defense he Broke on the ball really well. He's playing free safety for them. Um, had 11 pass breakups. I saw one of them in the uh, Bishop McGinnis game. Great tackler. And he comes up and lays people out. He actually got a targeting call in the Sky Took game. Wow. He took this dude's head. It was close. They actually showed the the Bishop Kelly guys actually have a replay on their broadcast. And so they showed the replay. And he hit him high. But I – it looked more like the top of the shoulder pads to me than in the head, but uh, they went ahead and called it, but he destroyed this kid. I don't know why the kid didn't call a fair catch. It was on a kickoff. <laughs> and I mean, like I thought this kid was dead when That's he hit amazing. him. He laid him out. So he hits hard for his five, nine, 185 pound frame, but I really liked him. He's not like, he's a good athlete. He's not a great athlete. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's just a, smart good football player that has enough skill i think to contribute at the college level at the big 12 level yeah i like it i like it i think he's gonna be a good addition um it reminds me of we were talking about this earlier malcolm rodriguez who at wagner played quarterback and i think he played a little safety but ended up making almost a seamless transition from high school to college and and has been a really good defensive back for oklahoma state um I, I feel like uh, a little guilty that they're both white. Uh, I feel like that's maybe an easy comparison. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think it's true. You know, he could go from running back in, in high school to college being a potentially awesome safety. And I, I watched uh, some of his highlights, and he really covers ground really well. Um, he was, I think he did an interview with 247 Sports and said that his goal was to try and run a 4-4-40. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> which is like... Um, I don't think people. That's realize, my goal too. Yeah, same. I don't. I don't think people fully realize how fast that is. Um, and I also don't realize. I don't think people realize probably how close he is to actually achieving that. So, a guy who is uh, who is a hard hitter. He plays with a lot of confidence, and I would say a little bit of swagger. Um, I think this is a nice addition and another in-state uh, commitment for the uh, 2019 class. I think he's going to be a nice. Um, get and uh, hopefully going to do an interview with him soon. So we'll get more information on that, but uh, wanted to cover that. I think that's a nice get. And if we look yeah. at, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was thinking about your Malcolm Rodriguez comparison. I like that. If I, I was, I was going back and watching some old Duke film just to kind of get a, uh, 
you know, gauge of how oh, Knowles yeah. would use him because he's a little smaller yep. than some of the safeties Oklahoma State has out there right now. Yes. Especially he, you know, he's about three inches and probably about 20 pounds lighter and shorter than Malcolm Rodriguez, who plays kind of that free safety position for Oklahoma State. So if you go back to like 2015 Duke, check out a guy named uh, Devin Edwards, really similar size and played that rover position for Knowles. That's kind of how. I think Knowles would use him if he were to play safety at Oklahoma State. So just to kind of get a, another comparison, another gauge there. I like that. I like that. Uh, so Middleton is the one, two, three, fourth in-state commitment for OSU in the 2019 class. And uh, there's only seven commitments in total in this class. So more than half of the class is um, Oklahoma kids. I think that's really interesting. And it says a lot about the, just the quality of players that are being developed in Oklahoma right now. There's some really, really talented players coming up. Um, a lot from the Oklahoma City area. Uh, Cole Thompson is from Norman. Brendan Walker from Oklahoma City. Zach Middleton from my my neck of the woods in Tulsa. And uh, Eli Russ from Ardmore. So they got them spread out all over the state. I love the, uh, the strategy to keep the kids in state who are good enough to stay in state. And uh, I'll be curious to see kind of how the rest of this class unfolds. There's a, actually a lot of other in-state kids who I think are are probably worthy of of coming to OSU. So if that uh, if that continues to develop, and if that same um, the same developments continue to unfold, this class is going to be really Oklahoma heavy. Um, <laughs> I love it. I mean, you know, you want them to get quality players, but yeah. if they're getting quality players in-state, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it because I feel like there's when you're talking about like bedlam rivalry and uh, realizing what it means to play for OSU. I feel like getting kids from in-state it just it just means a little bit more. I feel like that gives you a little bit of an edge as a program. Yeah, I agree. um, I think that is all we have for today. Um, Ragu, do you have anything else? No. Okay. Nothing here. All right. Well, we will continue to be on Dudu Gaye Watch. And, <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, send us your questions. Be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter, at DustRagu. And mm-hmm. uh, leave us some nice comments, um, some feedback on iTunes. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, be sure to leave nice comments on Ragu's biceps. And we will be back. As always, next week. Ragu, thanks so much. See you, man. All right, see ya.